there will be no podcast tonight because of the government shutdown. Partial. Partial. That means just the So we're just going to do a really... Yeah, it does. Oh, we're going to do a really shitty job. You'd be um, in trouble if the bathrooms were closed. Uh, well, yeah. Lou. Jamie Z, what's up? Happy New Shastri. Year. Happy New Year. It's been, uh, when's the last time we did it? The New Year's Eve Eve, We did New Year's Eve Eve, yeah. Um, I was in the park last week, and I did see a guy run for the, the bathrooms, and then have to run into the woods. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Happened my uh, friend Todd was like, oh, yeah, the bathrooms are closed, yes. by the way. So anyway, yeah, we, um... Frequent Valley Forge Park and trails around there, whatnot. So, um, yeah, because it's a federal park, most mm-hmm. of the bathrooms are closed. Yeah, which that's is what you're talking about. Which is a shame because I imagine a lot of people not having sex right now. Ooh, and also, apocalypse. Apocalypse. Supposed to be a big bad storm coming. They kind of downgraded it more with rain. Yeah. As I laugh, I was—I actually was very kind of nervous because I was like, it's flurrying. What if there's like two yeah. feet of snow on the ground? And then, They're more worried about the flash freezing buzzword. So, so it's going to be wet and then the temperature is going to drop. Plummet. One might say, there's a freeze up coming. There's a freeze up. There's a freeze up coming. Waiting Forgot about that. My entire life to... Actually use my catchphrase and have it mean something. Yes, but there is a freeze-up coming. So, yeah, there's winter storm. I don't know. As I said, I think it's Oliver, supposed to be more rain now, problem. but who the hell knows? They, it, it, when I was coming over here, it was like pretty big flakes, but it wasn't even really laying on the yeah. ground yet. But by the time you listen to this, we'll know either we'll way. We'll all be dead. So I'll give you two, we'll give you two beginnings. <laughs> Fuck that snow was snowy. Yeah, man. And... Fuck that rain was <laughs> rainy. Or the alternative ending, like in Clue, the last, the real yeah. ending. Oh. It was fucking icy, man. Yeah. Or I think it was Bandersnatch. Ooh, yes. I have not seen. My boss attempted to show me the beginning when you're supposed to choose. And mm-hmm. once you choose, you can't choose again or something. Oh. So they kept rewinding the, to the uh, beginning. And they're like, no, 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 watch again. I'm like... Like, why isn't it doing it? I'm like, I don't know what you're fucking yeah. talking about. They're like, no, you have to choose. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's fancy. I'm glad I wasted 10 minutes of you guys. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of nothing we yeah, just said. Yeah, what's up? How's, how's your new year been? Oh, you know, it's been all right. Fancy it's, free? Uh, fancy foot, least and fancy free. Yes. Like Georgie Girl. Mm-hmm. Resolutions. Yeah, How? Uh, what were your resolutions last year? Um, my three resolutions were... I know one of them. All right. Which one? The Fleetwood Mac. Yes, to buy the Fleetwood Mac. Did you? No. Oh, mm. boom, 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 boom. I made four resolutions, in fact. Okay. Resolution one was to buy a best of Fleetwood Mac. I did not. This is like the show. Although I did see. Yeah, <laughs> I did see Target, which starts selling records. I did see that. Had rumors for sale. Ooh. But I feel weird buying a vinyl from Target. Yeah, you should. I feel like it's wrong. And As I didn't. I did not. Um, even though they have self-serve and I could hide my shame. Yeah, oh, that's right. I didn't even think of that. You probably just should have. Who cares? It's and I probably will. Now that I'm thinking about it, yeah. it's all I can think about is Fleetwood Mac. Two! Mm. Watch the Star Wars prequel trilogy. You pretty much, you didn't get to the third one. Though, did no, you? I did not. Okay. I pay attention. In a podcast near you, we will do Revenge of the Jedi Sith or whatever the fuck it's Revenge called. Revenge of the Sith. Number three. Eat something new. Ooh. Now, this one I did, in fact, succeed. I ate those mint M&M's. 
So that counts. I'm counting that one. Uh, yeah, I guess. It does. It does. And four was do more weight shit. Did you do any more no. weight? No. <laughs> Mainly because I forgot about it. Well, now that you know. You know what you got to do? You got to write your goals down, Lou. Yes. That's what I do now for every week. I put mm-hmm. a little in. I put half of it. I rip an index mm-hmm. card in half and yeah. I put my goals of the week. Yeah. All right. So what were yours? Oh, and incidentally, I did one better. I recorded it, but didn't listen to the recording till last week. <laughs> so you had... Well, you know better. Mine was uh, cut back on the booze. Cut back on the booze. Were you successful as you have a beer in your hand? Um. Yes and no. I right. did Sober October. I had some good streaks. I had some bad streaks. Yeah. But, you know. I count that as a, a win. Mm, okay. I yeah, count it yeah. as a win, which leads into number two. What did I do? Yoga? I think I said I wanted to try to do yoga. So doing yoga stuff? Yeah, and I've been... Or something out of your comfort zone? I did yoga, and I did... um, I was going to do a Spartan, a hardcore Spartan race. Um, Mm -hmm. Not hardcore, um, but that got canceled. Mm -hmm. But at least I did yoga, and that's out of my comfort Mm -hmm. zone, and I enjoy it. Three? I don't remember. Positive mental attitude. PMA? I Um, am. Ironically enough... Uh, I listened to that. So the it was the first podcast of 2018 I'm talking about. I went back and listened to it. Yeah. You were complaining about your foot in yeah. that podcast. I was like, wow, that's been going on for I know. a long time. Yes. But I think I've been doing pretty good with the PMA. So, until, yeah. Until I get with my parents. And yeah. Well, that's your <laughs> parents. That's That's what parents do. Someone was yelling, I hate fluff from progressive. It's so stupid. Her and Jamie. I have to mute it. I'm like, oh, my Here's God. Here's Jamie. Uh, you don't have TV. No. The progressive commercials, you know, Flo. Oh, no, Flo, yeah. Well, Jamie's one of the co-workers. Oh. Yeah. I can't keep up with this. Yeah, you're not uh, missing much, but she was bitching about commercials. Yeah. And getting really angry. Oh. Yeah, it sounds right. That's not like your It mom. was like me, like, ten years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what are your your goals, Lou? Goal one. Yeah. Buy a best of Fleetwood Mac. So right. carryover goal. Um, I told you I have it on. I... No, it doesn't count. I have to do it myself. Okay. Goal two. Yes. I want to really get into the deep, like lore mm-hmm. of one of those series that is impenetrable, like you know, like like Dragon Ball Z or mm. or that one Steven Universe or something like that. I like Steven Universe. I'm not, I'm not familiar with. It. I know there are gems, but. It's that stuff that almost is like induces tumors. Um, I didn't like Steven Universe at first, and I, I haven't watched in a little while. But once yeah. I kind of knew what was going on in the wider, grander story, yeah. it actually is pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. But that's cool. Yeah, and I don't know if I would do Steven Universe just because that seems established and good. But like like a lot of these things that like, I'll give an example, like Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. Like there's some whole fucking story. You hear people talk about it. It's like they're talking in tongues. And I'm going to do that. I'm going to review some lore. That's cool. And uh, maybe do a little mini podcast on it. That'd be pretty neat. Um, Depending on what it is. I have to decide. A three. Mm -hmm. I am going to take the Castavetti's approach to choosing songs this year for podcasts. Okay. I pick one for them. Okay. Meaning I'll just pick pick an album and stick with it. And one for me. Okay. So a lot of times I go sort of doctor shopping for music. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll usually, that's why most of my reviews I think are positive. Because I seek out more things I really enjoy. Well, I think, thought that was kind of what we did anyway. Like, I don't want to pick something I don't enjoy. Well, I agree there. And that's... And I'm not a musician. Yeah. I would love to be a musician. Mm-hmm. But 
I don't want to really shit on something that I don't know. Yeah. I've never really done. That's but just it, what I'm But saying. this wasn't more. Something that's sort of out of my comfort zone. It's like one of the ones I did this week. Okay. And also, I don't know. Smoke bowl weed. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about listening to music that's kind of outside your comfort zone. So I got tattooed last, two Fridays, two Fridays ago. Yeah. And my tattoo artist was listening to, oh, was it Korean jazz lounge music? That right. you feel like you're in a Quentin Tarantino movie? Yeah. Like the, the Fangy Fever? What is that? It's actually a disease. Dengue Fever? Dengue yeah. Fever. Check them out. It's fucking right. awesome. Mm. So we listened to that the whole time. And he's like, I hope you like this shit because we're going to listen to it the whole time. Yeah. But yeah, seriously, put it on your... Right. Put it on your so computer. what about you? want to keep up that PMA right. as always. I do want to cut back the booze still more. I don't think I, as I said, I had ups and downs. I did really good sometimes, and then I would just be like, fuck it, and drink for like a week straight. And not mm-hmm. that I'm like waking up and brushing my teeth with Jack mm-hmm. like Kesha would. Yeah, I, I would just have beers and drinks at night and get a buzz, go to bed, and get kind of a little drunk on the weekends. Like, it's stupid. So when mm-hmm. I did Sober October, I'll have to, I, don't, I think I showed you a picture of just how much my body transformed. Yeah. And it's like amazing just how much booze is. So yeah. I think I'm going to go for a nice long stretch after um, Valentine's Day uh-huh. um, because I have a, um, a half marathon the end of March. So I think six weeks would be pretty mm. interesting for uh, mm. no booze. So I'm also going to go on a bank robbing spree Ooh. through the Midwest with my partner. Who's your partner? Victor Zimmerman. <laughs> he's, he's the crazy one, though. He likes to <laughs> pop off them guns. Music! Music. I think in a rare twist, yeah. I'm doing three, mm-hmm. and Jamie's only doing. Yeah, goats. yeah. I was done my resolutions, Lou. Was it? Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. No, go that's ahead. fine. That's all. Uh, that's... I resolved to. No, what is it? Come on. No, seriously. I, 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 I can't remember. I didn't really have. Oh, you were just being mean. I have them written down at home. I don't remember. Uh, but it was more involving like meditation and keeping up with yoga and yeah. stuff like that. But and doing good in school. Yeah. Oh, okay. Try to not be a spaz. Music. You always do good in school, though. I know. <laughs> I try Even though to. it's always like, I swear to fucking Christ, if I get like a bee, I'll go to murder some some bitch. Well, now it's Which, like real. Like I'm getting into my real classes. So yeah. It's no more prerequisites mm-hmm. other than my nutrition class. But yeah. Into my mm-hmm. real shit. So what you got? Starting short and sweet. Yes. With a band that's very near and dear to my heart, Jucifer. Yes. This is a. Uh, they're seven, the sixth EP they've done. Mm-hmm. They've done six LPs, six EPs. It is called Futility. And it was previously, and I mean up until the moment it was released, called Mr. Orange. And Mr. Orange, I'm sure we could guess who that alludes to. Yeah, I don't know. Could it start with a T and end with a P? Maybe. <laughs> TP, toilet paper? <laughs> if you have orange but, um, on your toilet paper, oh, then you're, you're either been eating a lot of carrots or yeah. Yeah, you're in some trouble. is uh, a very odd band. They are. I You never know what to expect release to release. Like, you do to a point, but you don't... Yeah, they've been a... going more towards sort of like a rougher, more raw sound. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems to coincide with them switching labels. Okay. So they were previously on... They're, they actually, like, they were on All Tentacles. They were on this and that. And, and previously on Relapse. Now okay. they're on their own label, Nomadic Fortress. They've been on that for a little bit. For a while. Yeah. Well, they started, at some point they just started touring continuously. Did you say they like record in their, they just live in some RV? They live in their something? RV and they record since like 2000. Crazy. For like 20 years. 20 years. Mm-hmm. So, 
How to describe this album? It's basically a wall, a like a tidal wave of fucking guitars. Yeah. For lack of a better word. It's very raw, very primal, gritty, um, and very good. It's very like low t- you know, tone. It's just a guitar and drum. And just for as a two-piece. It's like a lo-fi um, grind chord. Very lo-fi. It makes their previous album. Just... I was, I was um, not to cut you off, no. um, surprised as how heavy they were. Yeah. I just straight, like, felt like I was listening to a grindcore album. Yeah, yeah which, it, it's weird, so Jucifer, I'm sure I talked about before, especially their earlier albums sound nothing like their, their touring sound. Mm-hmm. And they did a lot more ulti sludge metal stuff. Um, that sort of peaked with um, La Trême or whatever. The basically the double album they did on the French Revolution. Yeah. And then they like did that one on uh, the Siege of Stalingrad. That sort of is still like combines the two. Okay. Don't again, No, not this time. Last time where we alluded, to, Jamie asked me at one point, you know, did I puke? And then um, I'm not. <laughs> I got a frog in my throat. Talk. So anyway, last episode uh, podcast, like I, we were going to kind of keep on talking and Lou just, I was like, something was wrong with him. Yeah. And he literally, I think, vomited, what, five minutes after I so left. So I was, so yeah, like Jamie That's left. why I ended so quickly. Yeah, I was like, oh, I'm fine now. And then, yeah, I puked so hard my side. And you're like, that's about it. We got to go. Yep. Anyway, anywho, allow me to read you a review. I don't normally read other people's stuff, especially from... Bandcamp, but this one actually made me laugh out loud. Ahem. Ahem. Sorry, I'm just blowing up the screen because I have bad eyes. Why don't you wear glasses? Because I'm young and beautiful. <laughs> <coughs> actually, I have reading glasses, but I bent them up so bad I can't use them. Uh, not mine. No. This is Paralafu. Ahem. I didn't think Jucifer could record an album that sounded uglier than District of Dystopia, which was their previous album. But then they bring us this viciously deranged Black Thrash EP that sounds like it was recorded in a concrete sewer pipe. <laughs> favorite track, Progress. And that would be my favorite track. Is that the second? or First one. Oh, it is the first one. So there are four tracks. Yeah. Very short album, like an EP. I was like, oh, I can get into this. I know. I thought <laughs> of Progress is the first track. It's my favorite. My second favorite is Slugs. Mm, okay. Which is dollar sign, L-U-G, dollar sign. And brings us to the lyrics. Maybe it's money, lug, money. Fuck. <laughs> I'm sure it means something else contextually. So, because it's very uh, DC hardcore meets satanic black metal, mm-hmm. which is sort of, uh, might be more true of the last album than this one, but she is really going for like that. that this is more sludgy and grindy. Sludgy and grindy, but vocally, yes, that very, which you cannot understand. Yeah, I wish now, they kind of had lyrics. They do have lyrics. Oh, okay. Now the lyrics yes. sounds like it's someone sniffed a big old hunk of glue <laughs> and just started talking. Yeah. And it reminds me of like when you go to DC, mm-hmm. all the homeless people in DC are fucking batshit crazy. Like tinfoil hat crazy. Yeah. And that's what a lot of the, that's how a lot of the lyrics read, <laughs> but in a good way. <laughs> and Slugs, which lyrically is my favorite album, is just about slugs. Slugs. Coming up, salting the insulting the earth that makes them die, and it's like, oh my god! So just for see, fun little album, fun, mm-hmm. angry, dirty, gritty. Ooh, the end. Um, uh, what do I have? 
I guess I'll go with struck nerve. This mm-hmm. will take about one minute. Yeah. <laughs> if even. Um, struck nerve, self-titled, out of Philly. I don't have any new... What is, when did Jucifer come out? That came out uh, Friday, yeah. January 18th. Yes. So struck nerve, self-titled. This came out... I have nothing of this year. I almost did, but ran mm-hmm. out of time. As I said, they're from Philly. Came out in December on War Records. War Records, I think, is um, run by um, one of the guys from Strife. Uh, Straight Edge Hardcore Youth Crew. I thoroughly enjoyed this. I don't know if you listened to it. I did. It was kind of... I don't... One, without making it sound bad, there's nothing like super special about them, but I think it's just fun. And it's almost like a slow... It's not lightning fast. It's kind of a slowed down, fun, youth crew, hardcore uh, EP um, it starts off with X, uh, Extro, 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 slash uh, Play the Fool, and it's just like a straight throwback youth crew. I like that one a lot. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. They're, what, like two-minute songs? Yeah, very short. Mm-hmm. Life's too short, uh, fun, good PMA message, All Talk is one of them, Keep It Real, kind of um, a straight-edge 80s hardcore feel, like Youth of Today. Um, I just found this to be a really fun throwback Um I can't say too much stuff about that because yeah. I've talked about this type of music a billion times before. Yeah. But if that is appealing to you, definitely go out and get it. Yeah. I was I was really happy listening to it. Though. I was like, oh, this is yeah. cool. And it's a little bit different. I just mm-hmm. like that it's not blazing in your face. It's just a little more slowed down. I dig it. And I'm glad they're from Philly. Yeah. Philly's best. I, I should have looked up who was in the band. can't remember. Mm-hmm. I'd have to get back to you on that one. Uh, uh, here's a brief interlude. Yeah. No, last time. We were talking a lot about Scooby-Doo crossover. Wee wee. Wee. So I was watching, um, I had purchased Teen Titans Go Season 4 Part 2. Mm-hmm. Teen Titans Go being one of my favorite shows. Mm-hmm. And all these like, you know, baby DVDs. Yes. They always have like a preview for some original movie based on an old cartoon property. Yeah. Scooby-Doo. It's Fred goes to see his uncle, who is Bobby Flay. And Bobby Flay and Giada De Laurentiis is in it. And it's he's opened a resort for rich people that teaches them how to cook. And guess what? It's haunted. (laughs) And I was like, No way. I know, shocking. So yeah, yeah, and it was like just really bad because Bobby Flay's actually doing a voice and it's I'm kind of interested in watching it. Yeah. I want to see if they have a, a mask that they take off. So, I feel like the newer Scooby-Doo's, they're actual ghosts a lot of times. Hmm, I haven't watched anything. I haven't either, but I know just from perusing aisles and video stores. <laughs> you looking through the kids section? Well, I do, but not because of weird or nothing. Oh, okay. And this is just time to go into yet another segue really quick, because <laughs> something I forgot about last time. Um, and then we'll get to a music second. That's uh, cool, because I'm going to grab another beer So... Was watching Hellraiser Ten was on Netflix. Yeah, apparently just keep rolling the fuck out. Wow, it's really bad. I mean, shocking, like worse than you could think. And it's called Hellraiser Judgment, and they're like, it's the guys looking for a serial killer, and they go to this guy's house, and he's supposed to be like a pedo. Uh huh. And they open up his laptop, and it's it's like. Live underage girls on, but then under it, <laughs> underage girls. <laughs> under the underage girls. Under is you must be eighteen or older to enter. I was like, wow, this is a shitty fucking movie. <laughs> That's it. But I forgot about it last time, and I was like, oh my god, 
I did watch the whole thing. How, is this, how long was it? An hour and 20 minutes? It's, it was like, it, might, it could have been 18 hours. That's how bad it was. I think it was like 88 minutes. I'll talk about Bird Box after. All right. Because I guess you're up. Yep, yeah, up. So. I got only two, and that was my, my so, quickie. So, Leilani. Yes. Fantastic Planet. Off Dome of Doom Records. Came this out this year, right? Came out January 18th. Ooh. I would say this is outside your comfort zone. It is. And it's literally just a story I wanted to do. I picked it and I stuck with it. Cool. Because um, normally, like I said, I'm a dilettante. How to describe this? If Bjork only knew how to play one instrument, maybe? I can see and it's that. not even quite that, but it's it's very good. So it's it's a, a 19-year-old woman yes. who recorded this album apparently from the ages of 12 to 19. And it's it's large. It's almost entirely done on synth. Yes. With a drum beat. So either I don't think they box separately, or they just hit the bossa nova button. It sounds better than that. It sounds yeah, much better than that. That's why I paused because I'm not doing good justice. It is bizarre. It is very trippy. Mm-hmm. Trance like. It's like you got your little sister to score your sci-fi indie mumblecore movie, <laughs> and it works. It's. It's hard to describe because it's very, like, out there. Um, Fantastic Planet, I guess, comes from this notion that she's sort of a newcomer to the music industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, like an alien Ooh. discovering this new Fantastic Planet. And, yeah, I don't have a lot else to say. I mean, my favorite songs are Lonely Stars, okay. which is the first track. And All the Fishes Swim Above Me, which is just totally nuts. And it has, like, a lot of beep, boop, boop. Nouveau Kraftwerk, maybe, would be a good way to describe this, actually. It's almost like garage electro. Yeah. Almost. Um, I enjoyed it. I, I, oh, I did, too. Um, I listened, I think, the second song first, and I was like, what is this? Yeah. And it was, I thought it was good. Her voice, I should have written it down, because I listened to it when I was just, like, sitting on my couch. Reminded me of something. Oh, my, me, too, and I cannot. I couldn't put my like, finger on it. I mean, seriously, and it's someone, it's on the tip of my tongue, it is bothering me, yeah. It's like um, if it's something we someone that we both know, obviously. Yeah. I mean, musically, not. <laughs> well, maybe who knows? You know. But I I really liked it. It was uh, the, my only problem with it too long. Like it should have. It's like eighteen. Not the songs, but it was like what nine, eighteen or. 19. Yeah, it's a very long, and it's a lot of you just, single just lose, instrument. Yeah. yeah, it just loses some steam. Um, but yeah, it's really good. Like it's like, kind of reminds me, in in some weird way, early peaches to a yeah. point like just not as. Without all the fuck words. <laughs> Pretty uh, much. But yeah, seriously, that or radio, like, not Radiohead, um, like Kraftwerk with more notes, something like that. It's it's not quite minimalist pop, but it is, it's totally out there. It's really good. You should check it out. Yeah, I like it. I think she it. has maybe, I don't know if she has anything. This might be her debut. I think that's what she said, um, that she did. Yeah. I, I'm guessing it's like um, all of her releases she just put out on Bandcamp. I think that's so. And like thing. Dome of Doom is one of those, it's like a creator one of those creator-sponsored labels where a whole bunch of people get together. So sort of every artist is just lumped, so you can't search by individual artists. But it was good. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Lalani, out of Los Angeles, California. Sweet. The best. Yes. Future Me Hates Me. Yeah. Out of New Zealand, Auckland, New Zealand, on Car Park Records. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Came out in August, and it is their debut. And the lead singer is Elizabeth Strokes. And as an all New Zealand Aussie type of yeah. 
singers. Her voice kind of reminds me of Courtney Barnett a little. That's bit. what I thought. Yeah, <laughs> but it's only because she has an accent. Yeah, I don't. It, she doesn't have. Like, I mean, a real there are other voice. things. It's one of those like at the ends of like lyrics. Yeah, the accent comes out a little bit. But, mm-hmm. yeah. It's alternative indie rock, just catchy, fuzzy guitar riffs. I, I thoroughly enjoyed this album. I heard the future hates future me hates me was the first song I heard on um, Sirius XM, and that's what kind of brought me. And in. You sent it to me, right? Yes, that's the one you sent me. Yeah. So it starts off with "Great No One." It's kind of it's a fun first track. It kind of sets the whole tone for the record, and it has that it's catchy. I, it's good. I was like, "Let me hear some more." Yeah. Future me hates me has that '90s alt feel. Uh, really cool, really catchy, and it almost reminds me it would be on a soundtrack. Yeah. From some movie in like the mid to late '90s. This kind of reminded me of like um, like the primitives. You're gonna crash on on Dumb and Dumber. Trump. Yeah. Yeah, just did like a, a late '90s, early 2000s movie. Fuzz, fuzzy guitar riff, uh, riffs with some like poppy, poppy chorus. And then if you actually kind of read the lyrics a little bit, they're kind of just kind of dark about being newly alone. That's yeah. what, according to Bandcamp, it says. I wish they would have been out. I didn't really get to read a lot of the lyrics. I think some of them were listed, or I might have read them when I was looking at a couple other reviews or whatever. But on the Bandcamp, for the majority of you, you couldn't read the lyrics, but. Oh well. Uptown girl, faster, guitar and vocal driven, it's fun and catchy. Uh, little Death is kind of a little strange. Um, not a little strange, just the first minute's like pretty slow and then it picks up, builds steams, and then it kind of like has this catchy little hook that drags you in. Just a little too long, but interesting. Yeah. Happily, or happy unhappy. Poppy fun indie rock with a whole lot of oh, oh, oh. Mm-hmm. That's good, I like it. Fun like catchy 90s alt track. The last three songs are a little more mellow. Less Than Now is the, the song that ends, a, ends it, and it's kind of a mellow but picks up the pace in the middle. And I really like this release. It's fun, catchy. Mm-hmm. I thoroughly enjoyed it. For a debut, it's great. Yeah. And the more I listen to it, the more I like it. Like it, My songs kind of keep changing, but the song that pretty much won me over to review this was um, Future Me Hates Me. It's pretty cool. Yeah. That, my other favorite, Uptown Girl. Yes. Like the line, what's, I'm going to drink the town dry, I'm going to poison my wine and mm-hmm. hope you die. Yes. Yeah, I loved it a lot. Like, I really like this album. It reminded me of right when, like, every band could be sort of a one-hit wonder because they yeah. would do a video. But, yeah, it's really good. I really liked it. It's kind of in the vein of, like, Cardigans to a point. I said, yeah. like, like I, I just liked it. And it was something yeah. that I haven't heard that style in a little while. And I was like, ooh, and, cool. and yeah, again, to hit your point, also, band has to do to remind you of Courtney Barnett is to have an accent. Is it pretty much an Aussie um. accent? Well, I was going to review another band. Yeah. Jenny. Anyways, I'm like, oh, this is a really good song. It's called, like, I Can't Be Like One of the Guys or something like that. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, that's Rilo Kelly's. Uh... Oh, yeah, Jenny Lewis. Yes, Jenny Lewis. And I'm like, oh, I don't even know about this. So oh. I went down this whole path. But uh, yes. Mm. So I found out about Jenny Lewis. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. And Surfboard! Your... New York City, oh. no, Surfboard is so good, I can review it every, I still every listen day. to it probably once a day. So good. Uh, but we are not going to talk about Surfboard. We're going to talk about Mary Bell out of Paris! Mary Bell, a French punk band named after a English serial killer, a child serial killer, well, not even serial killer, a child murderer meaning she was 10 years old and she killed two people uh is alive today free and clear oh really and under yeah she apparently got released in the 80s on her 20 like when she was 23 yeah yesterday (laughs) and but anyway so mary bell 
this is histrion. Histrion is French for, as far as I can tell, it means comedian, but it's like, um, it's derogatory. Wait, what's the word? Histrion. Histrion. Yeah, I'm not sure. So it's tough because every I looked it up on like Google and then every page was in French. Uh. But I think it's like, yeah, it means comedian, but it also like sort of, it's not like, like, oh, a comedian is like, oh, he is a comedian, uh. but it probably means something worse. So, it was like when uh, Shirley Manson said that one thing, like, he's a... Oh, he's, uh, what do you call it? A burk? Yes. I'm, like, I'm a burk. Me for being a burk. It's like, I don't know if that means Shirley Manson. All right, we've wasted enough time. Mary Bell. Fucking A. Ooh, um, what's that about? No, that's just the, the, what I, my opinion. Oh, I was um, going to say, that's a pretty lead off one. Loved this album. It's very short. It's like an EP. It's like six songs, five songs. Cool. I'm like one, you this know, is the one minutes. I told you I didn't get a chance to listen yeah, to. Yeah, you're going to listen to it when you get a chance. You know, love it. It's our Bikini Kill with a slightly heavier sound. Oh, okay, cool. And unlike the last album, which was also, you could tell, Riot Girl inspired, that one was a bit more disorganized and structured. Sort of like sort of like how Starcrawler had a lot of good songs, but they didn't always lean up thematically together. Yeah, yeah. Not so much this one. Um, cool. So it reminds me of... A less feminine-oriented bikini kill, which means it reminds me of Mannequin Pussy. Okay, cool. Um, not all the songs, the first couple of songs. Ooh. You have sold me, sir. You'll like it, I think. And if you didn't listen to it, there's nothing like it say to you. My favorite songs are Gretchen, okay. which has a very, I think, early punk sediment, like Gretchen's Got a Gun, Gretchen's Got a No, no, that's not the whole shit band there. I wonder if uh, they ever got their tickets. Still waiting in line. Be a mom, okay. which is it's sort of about going out your expected roles. Sort of like you can be a mom, but you can also be a punk rocker. Ooh. Um, he has a line something about Did like you newly have a child or something. I don't think so. I think they're all pretty young. <laughs> it has the very dissident like riff towards the end. That's awesome. Play dead, which also has some really harsh lyrics. Good, and then. Um, I used to be kind to people in crowds, but that gave me murderous tendencies. Mm. And that one is my favorite song, and it's sort of about just being like it, surrounded by people, and just your anger building and hating on everyone, but being powerless to do anything. I, yeah, that's how I feel when I go to almost every show. Yeah, like days. yeah, that's me too. Like <laughs> At one point in time, not the whole show, but there was one point in time, somebody, that, that feeling will creep upon yeah. me. Like if it was scanners, you would probably be blowing up heads left and right. That's how I feel. <laughs> Um, so yeah, good, short and sweet. Um, not much else I can say. Sounds good. About, what did that come out? October 1st of last year. Oh. Now, I was originally going to review Sharon Van Etten, mm-hmm. which came out January 18th of this year. Why didn't you? Just would rather... Um, I heard this was the last minute, and I... You were like, ooh, I want to tell the podcasting world about it. I got very excited. That's I'll, cool. I guess that. stuff for next time. Castavetti. That's how it was, sure. yeah, with um, the Beths. Like, as I said, it came out yeah. in... Um, August, but I was like, oh, this is really good. Why have I not heard this yeah. before? Then, um, you have one, anything else? Oh, I was gonna, I read a book. All right, let me do some music stuff first. Go ahead. So, just really quick, whole bunch of bands announced albums. Uh, Shauna Cleveland of La Luz has a solo album come out. The single's awesome. Cool. Coat Hangers have an album coming out. Single's awesome. Red Fang, supposed to Red come Fang. out. Red Fang. A new album this year. Is the single awesome? I don't know, I didn't listen to it. X-Hex, Mary Timoney's band, has a Album yeah. coming out. And they're touring. And they're touring, yeah. That's so first I saw they were touring and then mm-hmm. I saw they had a single out. Uh, good single. 
And then... Bikini Kills touring. Bikini Kill, yeah, Bikini well, Kills touring. New York and LA, I believe, yeah. something like that. And I guess the closest to mainstream news, uh, Slater Kinney... Yes. ...is doing the new album, and St. Vincent is producing either a song on the album or the whole album. That would seem like the whole album, because they made a big deal about it. I so. think it's the whole album, yeah. There's... Who else were we talking about? Mark and I were, like, talking about who we were hoping were going to have albums out, or... Mm-hmm. I think Divisional Laura Lee is recording. yeah. The one band Dangers seems like they might be putting something out. Mm-hmm. There's there's a bunch of stuff. Um, Ceremony put out. They have like some big show this week, which mm-hmm. is awesome. Like Galway is playing. Yeah, a bunch of other cool bands. But I'm on like the, some newsletter or something like that, and they're like, we have some big projects coming up 2019. Mm-hmm. So hopefully they have a new album. Um, but who knows? Oh, the Who's touring again? Yeah, you know when they're touring. You know when they're gonna where they're touring and what. No. The day after Billy Joel at oh. Citizens Bank Park. Oh, all right. <laughs> Memorial Day weekend. I scored some tickets. Yeah. Well, I didn't really. I bought some tickets. Scored. That made it sound like, yeah, for some heroin yeah. and some Billy Joel. Billy uh, Joel. Some Billy Joel tickets. So, so I'm yeah. finally going to see Billy Joel. Mm. And they weren't like $400 tickets. Yeah. They were like $150, ah. which isn't that bad. No. Like, actually, they're like $125. Yeah. But. So now we've done all our music. So you read a book. Yes, I read a book. I read books. <laughs> I read, how many books did you read last year, Lou? 21, I think. No, I think it was less than 21. I don't remember now. I think I did 11. But, yeah. Eh, it's what it is. I read so, a lot of books. I didn't see that many movies. But anyway, go either. Yeah. So I read, uh, so I like the Cro-Mags a lot. I like John Joseph. So I read John Joseph's autobiography last summer. Um, and I read his PMA book. Um, uh, I think I finished it in November or December, not too long ago. So anyway, I bought Mark the Har- Harley Flanagan, who was in the Cro-Mags as well, an autobiography like two Christmases ago. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, ah, oh, you know what, I'll read it and see what he has to say. And it starts out pretty good. Like, I knew um, about his childhood. He actually lived in the same building as Allen Ginsberg. Allen Ginsberg wrote an intro to a poetry book or summary. And yeah. Harley um, actually was the founder. He was in the Stimulators. If you heard Anthony Bourdain talk about Stimulators. Yeah. He was a drummer in that at like 11, 12 years old. And then he went on to form the Cro-Mags. And there's a lot of controversy about him. So anyway, I'm like, okay, let me read his book. And I know John Joseph's take on it. So I read it and it starts out pretty good. And you're like, a, his mom's a hippie and he's like living across seas and he's like a hippie communes. He lives in the ghetto, and he's getting in a lot of fights, and then he's like, you know, I had to beat up a lot of Puerto Ricans and blacks, mm-hmm. so sometimes I get a little racist, and you're like, yeah. okay, whatever, you know, yeah. okay. So then he's talking about, he's like, then I went to England, I came back, and I had a, I, I met these skinheads, and I, they like, bring the skinhead culture to America, to New York, and he's like, I was the first skinhead in New York City, uh, and I'm All like, right. okay. Yeah. And then he's like, I invented hardcore. Oh, all right. And then he doesn't really separate himself from, like, racist skinheads or anything like that. Yeah. Like, he... It's just bizarre. I don't want to put words in a mouth that, like, maybe he wasn't racist, but he sure comes off. He doesn't, like, say anything bad, yeah. but he doesn't distance himself. What else? And then he just starts talking about fighting all the time. Like, half the book was him beating the shit out of people, and then him being like, John Joseph... I don't know why he was hanging out with me. I was like a 14-year-old kid, and he was a lion saying he was a Navy SEAL, which he might have. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, he kind of, my mom thought he was a fag, and blah, blah, blah. And, like, mm-hmm. it's just kind of, and I'm like, and John Joseph was sexually abused when he was yeah. a kid. So I'm like, this is like a really low blow, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And he just keeps talking about fighting and, like, how he's misunderstood and, like, everyone else is a piece of shit. And, like, and he mm-hmm. was a piece of shit, too. Don't get him wrong. And yeah. so... 
the last like 100 pages, I was just getting annoyed because all he was writing about was fighting. Um, and he's not like looking back, like looking back, I really shouldn't have done this. And he starts talking about jujitsu and he yeah. had kids and you're like, oh, okay, this is when it changes. Yeah. And it never really oh. does. Oh, really? And it Ooh. even ends like he went to, he went to like a Cro-Mags um, reunion type show mm-hmm. and he was like, oh, you know, thinking he could play on stage. So he wasn't, I don't know if he was invited there or not. It almost seemed like he wasn't. So he gets there and they're like, he's saying hi to people and they're like, dude, you got to leave. Like John Joseph's like, oh, you got to yeah. go. And he's like, dude, that's bullshit. I knew this kid since he was, you know, uh, 12 years old, blah, blah, blah. And like, they were like, you have to leave. And then he like kind of goes into some VIP, like doesn't listen. And then this big fight ensues. Like he probably got oh. jumped because he didn't leave anyway. Yeah. And he stabbed a bunch of people and Ooh. he got like, it, and the, it's just kind of mm-hmm. crazy. And it's, like, why did you have a knife on you anyway? Yeah. It's just all this weird shit. And at the end, you're expecting, like, but I've changed my ways. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't end that way. Oh, wow. It's just kind of like, yeah, they jumped me. That's that's interesting. And then the epilogue is uh, that his mom had cancer and died. And then you're expecting maybe this is where he like, comes yeah. around. Like, no. So like, he, he, he talks about, like, kind of he doesn't want to fight. As, like, he still does, like, teaches jujitsu and stuff. He, he's talking about how, like, he almost got into a fight outside his kid's school, like, some junkie or, like, jumped them or something, and he was right about to beat the shit out of him, but he had to pick up his kids, uh. and, well, I can't be doing this because I have kids. But he well, kind of, like, never learns. Yeah, like, it sounds like, yeah, it's never, wow. And it's, That's like, 400 shit. pages, and, like, as I said, the first, like, couple, like, 100-plus pages, you're like, okay, you're just kind of getting to know, and you're like... Then he's, like, talking about how he was beating up people, like, they would get... Like guys like to give blowjobs. Yeah. He's like, I wasn't beating on them because they're fags. I was beating on them because I needed money for drugs. So they would be like, oh, I'll give you a blowjob. Yeah, yeah. And then they would beat the shit out of him, rob him. And he's like, the ones doing mm-hmm. it because I was like a fag basher. Oh, I'm going to just say, just take the blowjob. <laughs> and he's like talking about going to Montreal or somewhere in Canada and just beating the shit out of people for no reason. Yeah. He's like, I kind of felt bad. It's, yeah, this is like ridiculous. This is horrible. Like, I really oh think he, like, I wouldn't be surprised if he killed somebody. Like, yeah. he, he just seems like a vicious fucking dog. Like, he got hit in the head way too much. Like, I don't, I don't He's know. He's just like, yeah, not so. Wow. And then he was on, um, I, I finally got around to watching, like, a, a Lower East Side Anthony Bourdain from yeah. this season. I, I have trouble watching a show. And Harley's one of the first people he talks about. And I'm like, what a nutter. It's crazy. So, do you look at it? Differently? Do you look at the Cro-Mags differently? No. Like, I had a bias towards John Joseph that I liked him more. And John Joseph straight would be like, I was a piece of shit. I did a lot of bad things. Yeah. But at least, at least he's trying. Like, he's an Iron Man. Not that that makes you some great person. But he's, like, trying to better himself. Yeah. And just be more, like, a better person. And I just feel like Harley is just like, I've invented yeah. this and I did that. And My eyes are just watering today. I'm not, like, sobbing You're from like, your store. <laughs> So yeah, I just wanted to talk about that book. That's, good. I That's to see, interesting. I wanted to see both sides of the story because you know yeah. there's truth in between. You know there's bullshits on both sides. But, yeah. Um, there's more truth on one side than the other after reading that book. Uh, I don't know because I think they're both they're both like so fucked up on drugs and shit. I don't know. Mm. So I just would never want to live on the Lower East Side. Nah, so horrible. <laughs> not even in a deluxe apartment. Well, that's fine now, but not in yeah, the seventies, eighties. Be the Upper East Side, I think. Yeah. Move it on up to Eastside Deluxe Department. Yeah. Um, I saw a movie. What movie did you see? It's great because it's music themed. I Ooh. saw Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm. What did you think? I think. Okay. Okay. It is 
as bad as a movie can be while still having an Oscar-worthy performance in it. Okay. Rami Malek... I heard he's a fantastic... ...is amazing as Freddie Mercury. Like, to the point where everyone's is kind of there, so Freddie Mercury has to do stuff. Yeah. But the rest of the movie's kind of blah, in part because probably there wasn't any real drama at Queen. They invent drama. It starts and ends with Live Aid. So, actually, it starts with these getting ready to go to Live Aid. Uh-huh. And it ends with the... A recreation of the 20-minute Queen performance. Which... On the one hand... It kind of saddens me. Why? <laughs> I don't know, because that, that like performance is legendary. Well, they do a really good performance, but it's also a shitty way to end a movie. Um, that performance, I learned this, you know, it, it's, it's legendary. So Alan John went on, was the headliner apparently. Yeah. Went on after Queen, and he said he was watching, and he's like, yeah, like I was really pissed off for years because I was like, how the fuck am I supposed to top that? <laughs> good things. Uh, Freddie Mercury... Rami Malek does a really good job, uh, and there are a lot of pussycats in it. Oh, uh, Freddie Mercury famously had a whole bunch of pussycats. He would, they would, he would, they would watch him on TV. He would actually call home on tour to talk to them. Aww. Oh, Romeo, he's my favorite. Are you watching me, Romeo? Don't be a cheeky boy. Bad things. Uh, they make a whole bunch of shit up. Uh, okay. So the big thing they make up is. Mm-hmm. So Queen had, like, they had broken up. Okay. And they get back together for Live Aid, and they don't know how to play their instruments, because it's been a while, and Freddie Mercury is like, oh, by the way, blokes, I have I have the AIDS, and everyone's sad. He gives them mag- magical yeah. instrumenting playing power. That'd be great. And then they go to Live Aid. Now, follow me here. Okay. Most importantly, in the entire history of Queen... Queen never yeah, broke think, up. I didn't think they Queen did. literally had finished a tour of one of their albums right before Live Aid. <laughs> that is that's something created specifically to generate drama. The other thing is, Freddie Mercury did not find out he had AIDS till like two years later. That's what I thought. And supposedly, like they they were sitting around in a pub or something. Uh, just complaining about their lives, and Freddie goes, "You think you guys have problems?" And he pulls up like one of his pant legs, where he has a sarcoma, and that's when he told him. But that's sort of the thing that's really infuriating is they made up shit. Mary Astor, mm-hmm. who the love of his life, isn't super prominent in the second half of the movie. If you're wondering, um, she got all the money and all the publishing rights. That's how close they were. Yeah. Or most of them might like. As her... my sister said, she she knows where the body's buried, and he truly loved her. Yeah. What? <laughs> my sister saw it three times. Oh, did she? Because she liked it. So oh, much. all right. Well, she doesn't listen to this. Uh, hey, good. Uh, she should be like Lou gave a thrashing. <laughs> There's a thing like his boyfriend really gets shafted. No pun intended, because they just kind of devote very little time. The best part slash worst part though, even worse than the blatant lies to create drama. Is Mike Myers oh. is a character in it. He plays like a radio executive. I can only imagine this role was written and this part was cast to allow for the creation of an IMDb trivia factoid. <laughs> so he's um get the hiccups. I'm not gonna. Pu- oh, excuse me. Uh, he's an EMI radio exec. Right when they record a night at the he's opera. Like, yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was waiting for it. They, um, they're like, this is the single, it's called Bohemian Rhapsody, and he goes, I'm not going to make it the single, 
Kids don't want to listen to this in their cars. They want something they can bang their heads to. Ugh. And I was like, bullshit! But other than that, I did like Remy Malek as, if not Freddie Mercury, a what we all imagine he should be. And that's about it. Does a lot of drugs. Yeah, it's still in theaters, so I've been thinking about seeing that. Or, it's um, worth seeing. What's your one? I can't remember what I wanted to see. I wanted to see Favor, but it's playing at a weird time. I That's just, a good you one. You saw that. Yeah. Um, movie? I saw Bird Box. Yeah. The Netflix movie that everyone was talking about. Yeah. Um, I know you didn't see it, so I don't want to say Not yet. too much about it. I read the Wikipedia. You can say all you want. Okay. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought yeah. it was... a. Like, everyone was kind of talking about it, and people either seemed to love it or absolutely hate it. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people who hated it kind of missed, if not the point, but what it was sort of supposed to be. I, I think so, too. Um, oh, Aquaman. I kind of wanted to see Aquaman. Yeah. I know you don't, but two hours and 14 minutes is kind of whatever. Yeah. So anyway, Bird Box. <sighs> Do you ever see... We saw the happening in the theater. Imagine if the happening was... It was good yeah. <laughs> and better acted, way better acted. It kind of has to do with that because, like, spoilers. If you never watched it, don't listen. You never really know what what happened. It's just people kind of go into this. They see something and it just kind of makes them go crazy. Yeah. So they have to wear like the when they go outside, they have to wear whatever the blindfold. bandana yeah. blindfold over their eyes or whatever. Let um, the record show Jamie was pantomiming <laughs> a bandana. Yes. And there's more to it. Like, she's... It's just, like, a weird movie. It, it's nothing special. It was just done very well. It was a bunch... It reminded me of, like, Dawn of the Dead meets The Happening. Mm-hmm. Almost Sophie's Choice. And that's, oh, really? like, a ding, ding, ding. Um, a lot of people were complaining, saying um, there's kids involved. But it goes to a flashback when she's pregnant. I didn't even realize mm-hmm. she was pregnant until she's, like, in the doctor's office. Because she's wearing these really weird overalls. Anyway... People were complaining that Sandra Bullock was too old to be a young um, uh, a mother. Yeah. People said a young mother. I'm like, why? Uh, what makes her young? Because she, she's 54. Uh-huh. So I know she's 54, but you know what? Like, people are having babies older. What's yeah. the fucking matter? Like, if that's your problem. Mm-hmm. She's pregnant throughout all this shit that's happening. It's like five years, like, when everything starts. Um, yeah. But they're, hold, like, holed up in this house. With a, there's like another lady that's pregnant. It's 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 and that reminds me of the Dawn of the Dead because it's kind of boring and I think that's what bores a lot of people. Yeah. Because there's nothing like in your face jumping out. It's not scary whatsoever. And then it flashes back to like the president. She's with these two kids and one of the kids is hers. One of them is from the mother, but the yeah. mother ended up dying or uh-huh. whatever. You read the Wikipedia, so I don't think you care. Yeah. So anyway, to get to this commune this camp that she's not even sure if it actually is real they have to go down this river yeah and they're all blindfolded so at one point in time the rapids are so bad that someone has to be the lookout uh-huh but if you start looking too long you're you... probably going to get infected to whatever like you're probably yeah. going to die uh-huh. so she goes and under this blanket and she's like i'm going to pick one of you tomorrow to see because one of you has to be the lookout and both, yeah and they're both the like, the same age, or, like, they are born on the same day, actually. Uh-huh. And you never know in the beginning that one of them's a kid, because she refers to the kid like, as boy and girl. Like, she never named yeah. the kids, mm-hmm. which is kind of fucked up. Yeah. Because she didn't want to have a kid in the first place. That fucked me up. Like, me just being a parent. Like, they're five years old. It's, like, yeah. almost as old as Victor. And, like, you got to pick one of these kids to die, because she uh-huh. has to control the boat. So I'm yeah. just going to leave you with that. But it ended up being... I, I really enjoyed it. I, I think what bothered me... Like, I wanted to throw up because I was like, oh my gosh, she's got to pick one. Yeah. And like, 
the little boy's like, I'll go. And she's like, no, I'm going to pick. Oh. And then the little girl's like, I'll, I'll go. And you're like, oh, this sucks. Oh, yeah. This is awful. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so, Bird Box. I yeah. liked it. I'm interested to see what you have to... Yeah, like. I just want to... Um, I haven't felt like watching anything like even remotely challenged. Just stuff I don't have to think about. You don't really. It's kind of all there. Like that. I, yeah. I, people were like, oh, it wasn't scary. Or like, oh, I didn't get it. I just thought it was more like emotionally draining to a point. Like, yeah. As like Dawn of the Dead, you're like, you're kind of bored and people mm-hmm. are stupid and like the smallest shit. People are just trying to be nice. They do dumb shit. Like, it, yeah. I'll watch it before the next time. Yeah. Oh, and it's called Bird Box because the birds can figure out people. There's some uh, people that don't kill themselves. Yeah. They just want you to look into the light and become one of the believers. So they're like, look into the light. And they'll like take your blindfold off and oh. shit. It's like weird. It's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. We covered music. We covered movies. Snowpocalypse. Adventures. Yeah, it looks like, like rain. Doesn't rain look like he's doing shit. I saw two flakes. I'm just hoping it's not freezing. but Freeze up, cupboard. So what you got going on the rest of this weekend? Freeze up. Freeze up coming. I would see a movie. There's nothing I really want to see. Mm. Probably Bird Box. You should. You should watch it. Or I have I, Tanya on DVD. Ooh, I actually um, canceled my Netflix. Oh. I stopped getting my... Well, we stream, but yeah. I don't pay for it. I was still getting the, CD, the, the I, DVDs. Yeah, I still do. And I was like, I don't watch them. I get all weird stuff. Well, I didn't know we actually... So I could finally watch your Liquid Sky. I forgot yeah. we had a, a actual DVD player in the other room. I was that, like, oh. Because mm. I watched um, one of the, the East Bay documentaries. I forget what it's fucking mm-hmm. called. It, um, like Green Day more or less produced it. But it was really, really oh, good. Yeah. I enjoyed it. It was good Liquid shit. Sky, by the way, is the kind of sci-fi movie that uh, good old Liani yeah. would uh, write the soundtrack for. And probably there's a lot of synth in that, but... Speaking of synth, yeah, you can find us on trashhistory.com, Facebook. Are you gonna puke? No, I'm not gonna. <laughs> I just had the hiccups. I, I, oh yeah, so I was thinking about a topic for next week. I yeah. was gonna bring it up, and we kind of ran out of time. Uh-huh. I'm kind of old. Yeah, Jamie. And I didn't realize that most people don't use download codes; they just use Spotify or some type of music. Like service? Yes, music service. So what are your, what do you recommend for a movie or movie, a music uh, streaming service or yeah. whatever? Um, I did, I downloaded Spotify. I have like a 30 minute free trial, 30 yeah. minute, 30 day free trial. Yeah. I know um, some people use the Apple one. I just wanted uh-huh. to see what people thought. Cause I was like, oh, I was listening to a podcast and they're talking about how like stupid download codes are now, but the two people that use them uh-huh. that put like, that will complain or something. So that's why they still put them on records. Uh, and I was like, I'm one of those people. I, <laughs> I, I used them. So yeah, what that, um, music streaming services. Mm-hmm. If I remember, I'll put up yeah. some on mm-hmm. Facebook for All next right. time. Word and stay warm for mm-hmm. the snowpocalypse mm-hmm. is coming. Oh, oh, oh. And also, uh, Bandcamp is opening a physical store in Oakland. Ooh, nice. Anyway, stay warm, snowpocalypse. See you later. Bye. 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 Bye.